Hello and welcome to another episode of The Arseholics. Thank you again for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd really appreciate you hitting the thumbs up button if you enjoy the episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and share the podcast, share us with any other Arsenal fans that you think would be interested in listening to us. So boys, Raj, Nero, Aronin, how's it going? Are we well? Good. Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Yeah. Enjoying the international break? That's boring as hell. <laughs> so boring. No, no range of emotions this week, at least. <laughs> no, that's true. Just hoping no one gets injured, isn't it? That's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, so obviously we no match to talk about or preview at the moment. So we thought we'd meet up, get together and really have a chat about something that's been a discussion point for us all season, actually. Um, and that's our centre-back situation. So we've obviously got a, quite, a, quite a number of centre-backs on the books. And we thought it'd be interesting, really, to just talk about uh, how we feel that's going to look next season in terms of who might be sticking around. Do we feel like we need to recruit in the area? And maybe just touch on, you know, individually, um, who which players, which centre-backs we feel uh, are key to us, who is, who's going to be our starting pairing or possibly three going forward. Um, so I think we'll start with Raj, because Raj, you had some interesting insight into who's been starting or who started and uh, wh- what the pairings have been so far this season. Yeah, I think so, Matt, because you know, every time, whenever we do a pre-match and we try and predict what the centre-back pairings are, we've never done I don't think any of us have done it right. And I wanted to understand, you know, I want to just go into the detail and just try and see, okay, you know, what have we been doing throughout the season? And it is just mental. It's absolutely mental. So bear with me. I'm just going to rattle through almost in a kind of storyline sort of way of how we started the season and where we are right now and what we did with our centre-backs throughout that period, right? Almost going to have to take a really deep breath for this. So just bear with me. All right. So we started the season playing three at the back. Gabriel and Holding played with Tierney. We played that again for another game. We then dropped Gabriel versus Liverpool and played still three at the back. We shipped to four at the back at home to Sheffield United where we played Gabriel and Louise. First time 4-4-2 for the season. We played that same lineup against Man City too. We played the same centre-back pairing for the next couple of games. So Gabriel and Louise seemed like they were sort of being the uh, the number one pairing. Anyway, we went and played Dundalk with Mustafi, Xhaka and Kalasnach in a three. We played Man United with Gabriel and Holding. We played Mulder with Louise and Mustafi. We played Villa at home with four at the back with Gabriel and Holding. Same thing against Leeds. Then against Mulder, we played Louise and Mustafi. Against Wolves, we played Louise and Gabriel. In the Europa, we changed it to Mustafi and Louise. So Louise is a constant in this little period. However, Spurs, we played Gabriel and Holding. We went back to the Europa League with the three of Mari, Mustafi and Chambers. We played Gabriel and Holding together for Burnley and Southampton afterwards. So maybe that looked like it was going to be the pairing. But then we went Everton away and actually went three at the back. Maybe that's because we were doing rubbish at that time with Tierney holding Louise. EFL Cup, we went with a random back three. Mustafi was in there somehow. We played Chelsea when we had Holding and Mari. We played them both against Brighton and West Brom too. So that looked like they might be the, the pairing. FA Cup, we played Louise and Mari. Then we went in the Premier League with Holding and Louise against Palace and Newcastle. We played Southampton in the FA Cup with Holding and Gabrielle. We played Southampton in the league with Louise and Holding, Man United and Wolves. So three games in a row, we had Louise and Holding together. Actually, then we changed it against Villa with Holding and Gabrielle. Louise and Gabrielle against Leeds and Benfica. Mari and Holding against Man City randomly. Then back to Louise and Gabrielle against Benfica. Louise and Mary played together against Leicester and against Burnley. And then Gabrielle took Mari's place against Olympiacos, Spurs and Olympiacos. And Louise and Mari played against West Ham. 
right? That's been the season so far, okay? <laughs> right? So listen. Right of course for that. Yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> so, like, the stats that come out of that, I can't even see you guys on the screen. 43 games a season, about 43 games a season. We've changed centre-back pairing 27 times out of those 43 games. There was one point in mid-season where we changed our centre-back pairing 10 times in a row. Only 11 times have we played the centre-back pairing twice in a row. Only four times have we played it three times in a row. And only once have we played the same centre-back pairing four games in a row. And that was Louise and Gabriel towards the start of the season. You could argue that because there are cup games in here, Mm. does that mean, you know, Mm. but in the 29 league games, we've made 16 changes. So we've changed. So 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 there's still hardly any periods of league games where we've actually played centre back pairings together. Um, right, pause there. You guys go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done for the session. I'm done. <laughs> what well mate? One would say you've done some preparation. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this is just all knowledge, mate. That's how much of a fan I am. Yeah. Uh, I guess obviously the Gabriel. He was out with COVID, wasn't he? That definitely would have had a impact on uh, some of the changes. And I think obviously Europe, uh, he wants to sort of rotate. I think part of me feels that he still doesn't know what his best pairing is. And he has been just experimenting Um, because he obviously, he likes the left foot, right foot combination, right? So do you want, do you want to start for that? 43 games, 32 games, he's played a right and left foot combination. Yeah. So there you go. So what, so left footers are what Mari and Gabriel yeah. Right? So there'll be, you'd expect he would ideally want one of them to in that team. And then then the rest of it, the, the right, the right centre-back position is pretty much a free-for-all, isn't it? Anyone can get into that. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that's my input into that. <laughs> in terms of, I've, got, I've got no idea. All right, guys, thanks for to, tuning uh, in. Yeah, I've got, I've got no idea. See you next time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think he's just trying to. Yeah, I think he's just trying to get into that. He's trying to understand what his best pairing is. Obviously, the Gabriel COVID definitely played a part in it. Um, so I, I would have thought he would have gone with Gabriel and Louise. Maybe start. Is that what happened to start the season? I can't make. So, so, yeah, it's it's interesting, is it, Raj? Because obviously that demo, that could indicate a few different things, and to me, it indicates he's not sure who is what his favorite or preferred pairing is. On the flip side, it could just mean he's trying to keep everyone happy to a certain extent. Um, you've got someone like David Luiz who probably isn't going to be the happy sitting on the bench at his age and considering his profile, you know, most experienced defender at the club. He's won probably the most at the club, I would have thought. Not with us, obviously, but, you know, previously. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, to me, it sounds like he's, uh, Arteta's just undecided. There was a period where, Rob Holding was playing almost every game. Um, and that was the period where I think our form turned, like start of the year um, for a yeah. few weeks. And then obviously, I can't remember why he got dropped. I don't know if it was an injury or if he... Oh, it was the, the concussion, wasn't it? He suffered a concussion in a game. Mm. Then he didn't play the following game. And then it was Louise and Gabriel. So yeah, it's really, really interesting actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's what, what... The other thing that the data kind of shows is it shows that Arteta seems to play one of the defenders for a longer period of time and almost, you know, that kind of interchanges. Does that, does that make sense? So for example, you have periods where, like you say, Mice holding will play for five or six games and Gabrielle will play for five or six games and Louise will play for five or six games, but they kind of just, they don't ever, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's preferred if you're done, like have it as, you know, one pairing, like say Gabrielle and Louise, 
for one game and then rotate it with both so that at least those two will get consistent football with each other and understand each other's play rather than as you're saying I, it like interlinking so that you don't get that consistency even though you're switched, if you're swapping center backs at least the two are still playing together which will yeah i mean i feel like ideally in the league you'd rather just have the same pairing for every game unless mm. there's a reason like an injury mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know especially if you're only playing two there's not really I just feel like having a consistent centre-back pairing in front of the same keeper, it goes a long way um, in the league season. And obviously in the cup competitions, yeah, rotate as much as you want. Mm. don't know if you guys feel the same. Yeah, I think when you look at it, there are so many reasons why there is so much inconsistency with our centre-backs. So we've got this whole, you know, before Boxing Day, we were a mess. It wasn't just the defence that was a mess. Uh, the midfield was a mess. Going forward was a mess. And, you know, Raji pointed out at the start of the season, we we played a back three or back three and a back five. And um, so that obviously contributed to a lot. But you then have to throw in the fact that we have a new manager who's still trying to get to grips with this squad and figure out what he wants and what he doesn't want. Both, and I look at the centre-backs, both defensively, but also in terms of playing out from the back and passing the ball forward as well. Then you throw in COVID and Gabriel getting injured. Then you also throw in the fact that for the first four or five months, we still had Mustafi knocking about, who sometimes can be good, but we all know what he wanted to leave. Um, then you throw in you know the other things like the Saliba situation. Mavropanos is still on loan somewhere. There's, you know, it's, it's a crazy mess. And yeah, I agree. I'd love to see two centre-backs play consistently in the league. But I think if you go through each of our individual centre-backs, you can probably find a reason why Arteta doesn't like any of them individually. <laughs> so it probably needs to find a good combination of the two. I think what's interesting is, you know, you talk about the Boxing Day change. Everyone talks about Arsenal since that Chelsea game, right? And the Chelsea-Brighton-West Brom games, which were one after another, it was Holding and Mari who are our pairing. So they were kind of right at the beginning of that turnaround. And then Mari also played against Newcastle in the cup, which was after that. And so in those four games, if you remember, we we conceded against Chelsea like a consolation goal. But Brighton was a clean sheet. West Brom was a clean sheet. Newcastle was a clean sheet. And, you know, we were keeping clean sheets for fun then because we did against Palace and Newcastle afterwards again. The interesting thing I found about that, and this goes to your point, Aaron, and it's like it's, it's obvious that there's things that he doesn't like about people is that, you know, Mari played four of those games in a row, Chelsea, Brighton, West Brom, and Newcastle. He then didn't play again for 10 games until we played Man City when he randomly dropped that holding Mari centre-back pairing. So it's really interesting, to like, because you're right, like there are things in the season, whether it's COVID or a suspension, that maybe caused some of this change. But then there's some times where it's just, I'm not, I don't really understand what Arteta's doing. I'm not saying that he hasn't got a reason, I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah, I'd certainly agree. I think it's very hard to figure out who he likes at the moment. Like you said, David Luiz and Gabriel seem to be the preferred two. Mm. But, you know, that's not even to like, we're completely ignoring the fact that randomly now Callum Chambers is getting the right back as well, Mm. which is even more bonkers. But, um, yeah, I. I I can see why he goes for David Luiz specifically because, you know, when you hear other players talk, there is a lot of respect there. 
you know, and I think as we as fans probably judge David Dewey's quite harshly because, you know, when it, when it goes wrong, it goes very badly wrong for him. But I think Arteta really likes having that experience at centre-back, mm-hmm. either with David Luiz or maybe even with Holding, to someone who can sit alongside players like Marie or Gabriel, who are a bit newer to the league, to almost ease them through the game as well. And I think experience is another thing that we often ignore with David Luiz and how he likes... Yeah, he, he very much shouts and guides the players on. And also David Luiz is also very good going forward, at least on the ball as well. Yeah, I think that it's... It's re- the point about Lau- David Luiz is the stats back that up. So I think out of the last, if I look at it, the last 18 games that we've played, yeah, I think he hasn't started four out of the last 18. Mm. And if you look at the last, I think, 14, really, if it wasn't for that suspension that he got against Wolves mm. and that random time we decided to play holding Mari, he's played every game. Yeah. So he's clearly a favourite. And I think my concern a little bit with this is if you look at our centre-back population, actually what we've done quite a good job is that we don't really have anyone coming to their end of contract apart from David Luiz, <laughs> apart from the guy that, you know, is playing the most, um, which, yeah. is Surprisingly, is, Holding's the one who's actually played the most games for us this season. I was quite yeah. surprised at that stat. He must have played quite a lot at the beginning. So I'll tell, again, he, he played quite a lot at the beginning and then he suddenly, I guess he had the concussion, but he sort of seemed to have dropped off the radar as well. So I think, yeah, similarly, I, so I, I mean, I, it looks, so I don't, I don't know if you're including like sub appearances in that as well, Nero, like, I think. Uh, 20, so look, 20 starts and two subs for holding, but then yeah, in the league, which I yeah. thought would have been the most, he's got 16 starts, and three subs. And three subs, you're right. So they, they, they're they 22 and 19. But in total appearances across all competitions, <laughs> Louise. I can't, is... I can't believe you actually agree with me when I. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? By the way, this is a complete segue, right? But this is, if anyone from Arsenal Football Club is actually listening to our, if you're any of the like ten people who listen to this, <laughs> you really need to get better at your stats on your web there have you you seen like it's rubbish like like on the website is awful like some players have got their stats and others just don't oh actually i saw this today because i was looking at a couple of the i don't oh what first team players yeah first, mate, uh, first team players youth team youth team today and i saw some of them have got no there's no information there's a picture and a name and that's it i mean yeah i mean like, that's one thing right like, but, yeah, but apparently yeah. Mar- murray has not played a match for us apparently <laughs> he's he's not got an appearance. He's off in the summer then. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but yeah, like uh, yeah. Go all, all, all I was going to say is just to, to to add to your point, Nero. Like in all competitions, Louise has twenty nine appearances. Holding has twenty seven. Gabriel has twenty four. Mari has ten. Yeah. And Chambers has six. But you know, it looks like Mari clearly isn't. Yeah. How many? How many? How many appearances did Mustafi get before he left? Apparently, a, three Premiership sub. Or three Premier. This is yeah. yeah three three starts apparently. Well, yep. Yeah. Three yeah. Starts. He started against Dundalk in the cup. He started against uh, Rapid Vienna in the cup, and he started against Dundalk again in the cup. And he no, it looks like four starts now because he started against City in, when we lost four one. In the <laughs> cup. In the cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, cup. yeah. 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 Exactly, no league yeah. then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with with David Luiz then, um, he's obviously quite an interesting one as you guys and you guys have touched on what he brings to the to the team to the dressing room and obviously it sounds like yeah Arteta 
likes him um, and we don't really have anyone else with that level of experience in terms of centre-backs anyway. Um, so do you guys, does, does that indicate to you that he's definitely going to be offered another year on his contract? I, I would think so. Um, because they might be a bit more savvier about like how much they offer him or maybe even more of a, like a, not paper play, but you know, more of an appearance for you rather than contract. Because I think ideally he will sort of try and not phase him out as such, but give him a bit less game, manage his time a bit better. Um, so you should definitely have him around in the dressing room because I think he's like a mentor slash leader in the dressing room and for like the young young players. So will definitely have him in there. But in terms of, I'll definitely, I would think, yeah, he would give him a contract, um, but maybe not promise him as much game time as he would have had this year and give the likes of some of our youngsters to sort of come through, I think, one hope. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think in a season, in a normal season, it, if we were a football club that whose finances were in a reasonable place, I would probably say, actually, we could upgrade. But given this summer is going to be a huge transitional season, and I don't think money will be. I think we could we could upgrade if you got 120 million, isn't it? <laughs> if you don't know what he's referring to, you need to watch the last episode. <laughs> so, I think um, you know he, he's on a free. He knows the club. Assuming, like Nightmare like said, the wages are there, and we manage his expectations in terms of, look, this is uh, you'll certainly be on your way out, and this will probably be your last contract with us. Then. I see it as you know one less thing to worry about this summer because there are so many problems mm. or areas of improvement in the squad, especially in midfield. I think one thing to think about is, because I agree with the concept, I think at the end of the day, if he doesn't phase him out after this international break, which I don't think will happen, yeah, I think he'll continue to play him, then you know, I can't see us kind of just completely parting ways with him. So I think it will be kind of like you mentioned, Nero. But I suppose the interesting thing is, I suppose, we've got, William Saliba, if he comes, he's right-footed as well. If he mm. does, you know, play for us. And the other guy is, you know, who, who we always like forget to talk about. I think all fans forget to talk about is that Mavraponos, who's out on loan at Stuttgart, who is 23 years old, and we extended we st- we extended his contract till 2023. Mm. Um, so he's, he's doing quite well there. I he's think doing he was well. Like, exactly. Uh, in last month, I think he was one of the like I think they were nominated for like Rookie Player of the Month or like, young player. Yeah. So he's obviously having a bit of an impact there. Um, yeah, and apparently, you know, like there's a like second quickest centre back in the league after um, is it Upa Meccano? Um, you know, like I said, and so it, it, it look, it look, you know, he's a big, but also he's one meter ninety four. If he came to us, he'd be our tallest centre back. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got anyway. He'd be, point, he'd be like the quickest and tallest, which is the quickest and tallest centre back. I, so I guess all I'm saying here is my point is that it's the two low knees that are coming back are both right footed centre backs. Yeah, and so unless one of them or both of them don't actually play with us last season, how are we going to manage minutes of our right-footed centre-backs, given we know the evidence says he wants to play left and right, right? right so, yeah. I mean, so just, that- yeah, I was, just, I was going to say, just on David Luiz, I mean, it sounds like you guys have almost accepted, kind of happily, not, I don't know, maybe just content with if he ends up staying for another season. I mean, for me, I feel like if he, and it sounds, it looks like he is going to sign on um, and he's with us next season, I'm going to be so frustrated watching him because I, I can't really see him not playing too many games. Or should I, let me let me rephrase that. I feel like he's going to be playing a decent number of games in the league, in the key competitions in the league, basically. Um, 
And I think, you know, you know what you get with David Luiz. You know, he has some good games and he might go through a period of having some decent games. And yeah, of course, he does bring a lot in terms of the dressing room experience, all of that kind of stuff. But I mean, even the last couple of games, we've seen him be quite poor in situations that have led to goals for the opposition. Mm. And he's always got that, albeit we haven't seen it that much in the last few weeks, he's always got that moment of madness in him. And I think, you know, if he ends up playing sort of, I don't know, conservatively say, conservatively say 25 games next season, which isn't really that much across a season where you're probably playing 50, 55 games. You know, that there's going to be mistakes in there, I feel. Um, he's going to switch off at points or he's going to have that moment of madness. It's just going to be really frustrating. And me personally, I'd rather just, I feel like for whatever positives he brings to the squad, and yeah, you can't underestimate <clears throat> how important it is to, sorry, how important it is to have players that, you know, put their arm around the youngsters and all that kind of stuff, mentoring and, and, and all that kind of, you know, that's great. But I just feel like it's time to kind of call it a day with him. Um, and it's not like he's going to be on, you know, this, like Nero, you mentioned, like not quite a page you play, but that's never going to happen. He's going to sign for, I don't know, what is he on now? I, I don't know, a hundred hundred grand a week or something. Yeah. 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 Right. So I can't really see him signing for much less than that. And it's just kind of like, and and also like the guy that just touched on thirty three. No one, no one else is going to give him a contract for more than hundred, are they? So it's not like Uh, it's not like he's got many options out there. Yeah, but that, uh, I mean, we shouldn't be the ones giving him the option. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like yeah. You know, he's he's le- he can leave on a free. Let him leave on a free. There's no value. That, he has no transfer value, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 the other thing you guys mentioned about the the, the guys that are going to be coming back from loan who are two really, really promising defenders in Saliba and Mavra, Mavra, Mavrapanos. Um, and, you know, he's going to be blocking. I don't, the term blocking isn't quite right, but they're obviously going to get less games as a result of David Luiz staying, which is quite frustrating because we've had Saliba on our books for two years now, will be two years mm-hmm. come the summer. And now's a time where, right, we want to see him in an Arsenal shirt if he's going to become our one of our next yeah. centre-backs. So, yeah, for me, I'm just i quite frustrated that we're now kind of in this position where we're almost reliant on him as this kind of figurehead in the, in the dressing room and in the squad and this, you know, the guy that the young players look up to. But in terms of actually on the pitch and his defending abilities and, um, you know, him being a solid player for us, he's not that. Um, he has been. I, yeah. like, he's very, like, with like the likes of sort of Mustafi and Socrates, they were like, they had like games where they were like okay, and then they had like disastrous games. But like Louis, sometimes it's you get like class, or you get his mistakes. And I think sometimes like in the big games, I think he can. I think if you, yeah, playing him more often, he then loses concentration and uh, he has lapses. And yeah, but he shouldn't be. That's what he's in the team for, right? He's the thirty-three-year-old yeah, centre-back who should but, be the guy who's not making those mistakes or lapses of concentration. Yeah, you great. could forgive Saliba if he comes in the team or Mavropanos and they do it because Arsene Wenger said this, right? Like, unless you give the, you have to suffer with the youngsters yeah, because they're going to make mistakes. But, you know, you, you sh- I, I, for me, the expectation of someone like David Luiz, although we know what he's all about and we they're knew that. Like FA Cup semi-final, like he was man of the match, like he was our best player. Like, so he has games where he is. Yeah, like, he can have the one-off games. That's fine. But I'm talking yeah. about 30 games for a season. Or I agree more. in the sense that if I would sign him on, I wouldn't play him for like, if I was Arteta, I would sign him on and not play him for 25 games. I'll save him for the big games and play, the, like rotate the youngsters. But then, for, we're, then we're going back yeah. to the, it kind of feels like we're going back to the same problem of what's our centre-back pairing. Mm. You know, as in who who are the two that are the first choice, and then 
the others should be trying to trying to almost break that pair, you know, by putting in the performances yeah. when they do get a chance. I don't know. I can't. It looks like the left. It looks like a sword anyway. It looks like it's what Mary. I mean, it's Gabriel, right? Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel one, is... Mary's backup. So that's sorted. Yeah. Having four yeah. players on the right is not four into one is not going to work. So yeah, he'll have to either get rid of someone or like he yeah, holding or just someone's... signed a new contract, right? Holding will stay. Yeah. Oh, mm. He's just signed his new deal. Um, Mavropanos could... is probably like the future. Future. So I don't know. Like I still got. I know like. Obviously, we all like love like mate. I got a Saliba. I, I was overshot it, and I got a Saliba on the back of my Arsenal kit. <laughs> completely, completely, completely messed that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you, I'll really? show you next time. I completely. Messed that one, yeah. I didn't nah, know. Nah, then he. Like, remember last? Remember last summer? Is that is that half? Like, is that half your age, mate? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I all are right now. They're all going to be now, isn't it? So. You're, you're uh, always my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like yeah do, do you remember like in the summer it was like such a hype about sleeping yeah, yeah. and so I, yeah. I got the new yeah, yeah there was, on it. was yeah, yeah. Uh, so despite Mate, you wanted to send him to real madrid last episode <laughs> <laughs> I, I was all in the hype and i did that i i don't know if yeah i, I don't know what's going through Arteta's head about saliba if he's you know like mm. if he rates him and uh, even like some of the comments that Saliba's come out with, you know, since he's went back on loan about, you know, Arteta didn't give me a chance and this and that. And, you know, Arteta, you know, he can hold a bit, bit of a grudge. And yeah. I don't know, like, I know in the, the, you know, the dream is, you know, he comes back, slots straight in and, you know, he becomes like a world-class player for us in the future. But I don't know with Arteta there, I don't know if that is, if I'm going to be sort of realistic, I don't know if like, you know, if Saliba will ever wear an Arsenal shirt, right? So I don't know what, if we will just loan him out and then sell him when we get the chance, but I think it would all be clear this summer, to be honest. Because I think, like you say, I I personally am quite optimistic about it. Like I think even some of the things that he said, when you look at the full interview, it doesn't seem that bad. Um, but I think that if he, if he's not going to be in the first team squad this summer, then it's clear that there's probably an issue there. Even though he's still twenty years old or whatever, and he's still young. Um, I think when we get back to the Louise conundrum, if you like, I know this is the CB's conundrum, but even the Louise conundrum thing, I don't think this was part of a plan. Like, I don't think Arteta planned to be at this stage of the season and be very reliant on David Louise. Like, I don't think he planned that he, David Louise was going to play, you know, 14 out of 18 games, you know, in a row at this stage of a season. And I think that's a problem because it just indicates to me that that if Arteta did have a plan, that there's something that's going to have to change. And I I agree with you, Mize. Overall, I'd be quite disappointed if we extend David Luiz. There's, there's what I think we'll do and what I want. And I think what I, what I think we'll do is I think we will give him a new contract. But what I want is for that not to happen because, like, like you say, I, I can't envisage a case where then he is someone who just sits on the bench and kind of is just the arm around people. I think he will play more games... You know, and I, and I, I don't think that should be the way forward for us because ultimately he has got that mistake in him, and I'm more willing to give that mistake to a younger player. Um, and this also comes back to us kind of going, well, what, this is what is what right now is good enough for where we are in the league right now. And if we want to do better, David Luiz is probably not that guy. <laughs> you know, he's only going to get worse as well, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think with Arteta, he's also got this characteristic where I think he really probably overvalues experience a bit where he doesn't, you know, if he's got an option between, should I go with the experienced guy like a Bamiyang, like David Luiz, like Willian, he will always opt for that over taking a risk on someone 
yeah, I don't think Holding's young, but someone else who, like Saliba, for example, I think he saw Saliba and thought, this is probably a bit too much of a risk when I've got, you know, safe hands in, in David Luiz. And I I hope Arteta learns to take bigger risks in that area because, like you said, Myers, if he keeps leaning on experience, we're going to lose out on a mm. number of promising indiv- young individuals and you need to give them those games. You need to give them the time to make those mistakes. Yeah. And perhaps that it might be the case that if we don't make Champions League or Europa League next season, where there are less games and you really do then have to concentrate on building something super long-term for a whole season and beyond, maybe then it's a case of like, okay, well, the push for Champions League didn't work this, this year. We're going to have to restart and just go all in on this new vision. And then we move David Luiz on. Whereas if we do make Europe... There are more games and you can kind of see youngsters coming in on the Europa League or even David Luiz playing some of the Europa League games or Champions League games early on and rotating more. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. If we were in mm. Europe at all, he, we wouldn't need such a big squad, right? To Agreed. rotate. So, yeah, that's a good point. He might, yeah. If, he don't, if we don't make Europe, then, yeah, I think there's, there's less likely the need to keep Luis. Whereas if we do, also, then, yeah. Financially, we probably wouldn't be able to... F- would, would have to make sacrifices, that. right? Yeah. And, and, He'd be one of the obvious ones. And, you know, maybe that's what they're waiting for um, yeah. to see what happens with Europe next season. Yeah. Listen, I think the nice thing is if you look at all the centre-backs aside from Luis, right? So from... If you look at where their contracts end, yeah? So Gabriel's contract ends in 2025, Holding in 24, Mari in 24, Saliba 24, Mavrapanos 23 like they all we don't have to worry about the you know keeping players bit which is we've always had to worry about that right yeah, yeah. um it's just about good squad management I, I I tend to agree with you guys on the point that if we're not playing in the in Europe then there is literally no need for David Luiz true mm. there's literally no need for him but maybe maybe it is yeah. the, the other guy I, I don't know if you guys think this is premature but there's that guy we signed called Omar Rekic you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rekic, we saw, and he, How old is he? he's 19. Okay. Um, but I think it, you know, I think there was this assumption that we haven't signed him to be just some young player. There's an assumption that he comes into the first team squad. He's another right footed centre back. I mean, he's only, you know, six months younger than, than um, Saliba, I think. Uh, uh, so I don't know if he, you know, he might be someone who gets brought into the first team fold. The thing is, like, I know we're all talking about, like, having playing the youngsters, letting them make mistakes, but I can guarantee, like, you know, like sort of, if we go for like a bad patch of just making mistakes, losing yeah. games, then we're all gonna be like, oh yeah, we lack leadership. We know we've got no experienced players. You know, so it's it's yeah. Like, sometimes it's just like no winning, isn't it? Yeah, There's always true. something to complain about. So centre backs are that position, right? Where you know, I think the only teenage centre back that has played, but that that really plays in the Premier League is that Wesley Fofana. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any other. I think it's you need to right. Like, and I think you know, even even Chelsea, you know, when they with all the money that they've spent, they clearly, yeah, exactly. They clearly thought we just need to go do something like that. So I guess managers are valuing that. Mm. Um, Okay, and you guys mentioned as well one other player because we're talking about the centre backs that come to mind initially, but Callum Chambers. um, I feel like with him, he was maybe a player that Arteta obviously hasn't been. Um, fit um, for most of the season, and I feel like I feel like that was a player. He's a player that Arteta would probably be, would have been willing to let go for the right money. You know, it's never really worked out for him. Arsenal, a number of loan deals, injuries, and it's never really worked out. And he's now um, twenty six years old, so he's not you know 
not not old, but you know he's not not a promising youngster anymore. Um, but obviously his performance against West Ham and the fact that you know, that was that came at right back, but he has that flexibility to play centre back. And there was talk of him being kind of a holding midfielder at some point in his early days as well. Do you feel like? I'm just interested to get your thoughts really on Chambers. You know, he could potentially be another one that gets considered for centre back or just gets gets considered for a squad place, and and like I said, can fill in at centre back. Um, or do you think he's the kind of guy now? that we potentially let go for the right money. I guess it comes into the right-back conversation as well, yeah. which is another another one with Bellerin and Suarez. I I think both, actually. I think I'd happily keep him because he can... If he keeps up this form, he can play right-back. He can probably do a job, like, if needed, in defensive midfielder or centre-back. However, as with a number of our players, I think if decent money came in, I'd say that for um, for Chambers, but also say that for Saliba, Mavropanos. Probably actually any, probably all of our defense, except maybe, any, any, any of the defenders. Yeah, yeah. David Luiz gone, except Gabriel, hmm. um, even Marie, to be honest. If, you know, 20, 30 million came in, I think we would almost certainly say yes. Hmm. Um, Saliba's the tricky one there because we obviously paid a lot of money for him and we discussed this previously, right? But hmm. if, look, we're, we're broke. We have, and we have four four centre backs plus Chambers. If money comes in, we would be stupid not to sell one of them. And I think the only one who is truly probably unsellable is probably Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think, we. Yeah. Go, go on, there. Go on. Go on, mate. Yeah. No. No. I think. Um, so I'm not a fat. Like. Yeah. I think. I think like Chambers again. We're two games in, so we can't judge too much from what I've seen of him playing in that right back position. I think I was one of those to say, yeah, maybe he's, you know, he can train them, be like a long-term solution or a, at least a medium-term solution for us right back. Um, I know, like, obviously, you know, versatility is really important as well, but I think sometimes it's like, I don't, sometimes I don't think it helps players. Like with like Maitland Niles, for example, like we moved him around so many times that I think he just got confused in terms of what what his strengths were and what he can do. And say with like Chambers, you know, playing in midfield and training a centre back, and training a right back. I don't like. I'm not too keen on too much versatility um, because I, was, I, be, I like a player like if if he's good at uh, being a right back and that's his role now, just training that position week in week out. Now that's what I would sort of mm-hmm. do if I was Arteta. So rather than keep him as an option for defensive midfield or centre back, just keep him as your long term right back option. Um, and from what I've seen, like I think. I'll be a bit more hesitant to sort of sell him now than I would have been like a, like a month ago. Shows how fickle this sport is. But now I can sort of see, okay, he can potentially fit into our system in that position. Um, but yeah, like in terms of this, like I wouldn't consider him as one of our sort of centre-back options. I think just keep him as a right-back. Um, and like we said, we've got six centre-backs <laughs> left and right-footed. So there's no point adding, you know, mixing up even more and creating more of a more need for artists to rotate and etc just keep him as right back and just yeah keep the others in center back so i would do yeah i completely concur with that i think the the flex the the fact that he's fungible and plays in various positions like we've got to do the right thing by the players as well sometimes i'm not saying that should be our ultimate goal but 
the fact that he's had a couple of games where he's looked good at right back, like you say, no, it's just been a couple of games. And one of those games, we conceded three goals. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, and he, you know, ultimately he's a right back. So uh, yeah, the, the, the scenario, which I would find interesting, I'd find it interesting if, if, if he, if um, Arteta looks at the squad and thinks about what he needs to strengthen, where, where he needs money and thinks, can I sell Bellerin and not sign a right back and get away with it next season? And say, if I keep Chambers, keep Cedric, can I get away with it? And maybe that's not the long, long term thing for him. But in terms of where he needs to strengthen the squad, maybe Chambers is, is now added to that dilemma. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether Arteta sees him as a centre back option, really, because like I don't think he's really. Yeah. So, um, but but again, Aaron, in like again, you know, a lot of these players have a price. We've got lots of centre backs now. Two more coming back in from loan we can't we can't have them all it just makes no sense so something's got to give so it's uh, so the next thing I was going to ask really it's a bit difficult to answer this because we don't know well the season hasn't finished yet so we don't know how well we've done um and obviously we could either <laughs> there's a number of outcomes we could finish mid-table and not have European competition we could finish in Europa League places or we could potentially win the Europa League and be in the Champions League so very very different potential outcomes um but what I wanted to ask was for whatever, let's assume we get into Europe, whether that's the Champions League or the Europa League, for whatever our ambitions are going to be next season. And we, if we take the league as priority, you know, we want to be finishing higher up the table. Do you feel like the centre-backs that we have at the club, let's assume they all stay and... Oh, let's let's look at if you think about the num the, the the all of the centre backs Arsenal have on the book, so including Saliba and Mavropanos. Do you feel that a combination of those centre backs is enough and or good enough quality for us to achieve our ambitions next season? Who's going first? Well, I I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think we need to go into the transfer market to buy a new centre back? Um, I guess it depends on if it's, uh, again, you, you said Europe is Europe, but I guess it depends on if it's Champions League Europe or if it's Europa League. If it's Europa League, then that's a great opportunity, as I think Raj touched on earlier, for us to play our youngsters um, and it will be more exposure for them. Whereas if it's Champions League football, A, they're too young to be thrown into that straight away and B, we probably will get a bit more money to play with as well. So we could, more likely then is, We'll get we'll get extra funds to then go in and we probably would need to sort of strengthen in that department. Um, but if it's Europa League or no no Europe, then I don't see us needing to slash or realistically having so, the money to go and do that. So if if we finish Champions League, you think that we need another level of quality centre back than what yeah. we've already got? I would think so. Yeah, because the idea is that the, the young like Europe is different because that's the opportunity for the youngsters to play and get their experience, whereas you can't really do that at Champions League. You probably would need to play sort of full strength, full strength eleven, you know, week in, week out. Whereas now with Europe, as we're we've just been rotating back and forth, so we don't we don't get that luxury with the Champions League. I don't think anyway. So we probably would have yeah. to strengthen. I think the way the way I look at it is, in an ideal world, like next season, the goal for us will still be let's finish top four. Realistically, right? I don't think we're gonna be building a title winning season next season unless miracles happen and you know let's hope they do but and then i say is the combination of our six center backs good enough to get top four actually in an ideal world i'd say probably not i think i'd like a top quality center back 
to come in and partner Gabriel. I don't think that top quality centre-back next season will be holding. I don't think it'll be David Luiz. I don't think it'll be Saliba. And I don't think Mavropanos. I don't think any of those four, any of those four uh, players that you would consider top quality to get a team into the top four um, at that level. But, if, yeah. yeah, knowing what I know about our financial situation, our squad size, and realistically, are we really going to be able to get decent money for two of those players to get in a top centre-back? No, I don't think we can. I don't think we can afford to. I don't think we can turn the players around. So I think, I don't think we will sign someone. And I think we're just going to have to make do with the players, a combination of two out of those six players to start for us in the league. But if you look at, obviously, like, it's not end of the season now, but in terms of what we've conceded in the league, we're not doing that bad. Like, obviously, Man City have conceded, like, 21 goals. It's not bad. We've conceded the same as, like, Man United and Leicester. Chelsea have conceded less than us. Liverpool have conceded more. Spurs almost there. So it looks like, clearly... Like leaking goals, obviously it's not nice to leak goals, but that isn't our main reason why we are where we are in the league. It's, it's scoring goals is, has been our issue. Um, so I wouldn't focus on... I, I'm quite content with uh, where we are with our sort of back, back two or defence. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's the area of Im- immediate area of improvement. I think for top four, we just need to get creativity and goals into our game. Um, and then that will propel us up the league more than fixing our defence because our defence, if you look at what we've done this season, isn't disastrous. It's it's not that bad. It's competitive to get top four. It's just the lack of creative, lack of goals is what's got us into this mess. Yeah, I think, Mize, if I tried just answering your exam question, all things considered, I, I don't think we need to buy a CB for what our ambitions are next season. Um, that's because, yeah, I think our ambitions are top four. Um I don't think that there are. I don't. I think City and Liverpool stand out, obviously, perhaps as having maybe better options. But I don't think we've got we're that far behind in terms of everyone else. I, I don't think there's other squads that can say that their centre back populace is, you know, notably stronger than Arsenal's. And I think going back to Nero's point, like I think that um, we've struggled in in other areas. I think we struggled with consistency. I know this is a different topic. It's consistency for me in our performances all around, defensive and attacking, that I think we just need to get better at. Better at. But mm. I think all things considered, whether it is a case of we're playing nothing, Europa League, Champions League, in any of those three scenarios, I think that there's more argument for using money elsewhere other than centre-back. Agreed. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally but if you did have the money, would you would you improve it? We're getting in our crazy hypothetical world. You'd improve it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a priority, um, but it needs to be improved eventually in the next few years. It's part of our cycle. Would you, would you not say it, but it's not would, on the top of the list? So you wouldn't say Gabriel is potentially going to be a top centre back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's the only one, though. Yeah. I think. Well, okay. I mean, it's interesting, you, Aaron, in what you said about Saliba and Mavropanos because. Especially Saliba, maybe not Mavropanos because he's actually played a game for Arsenal, um, but obviously he's impressing alone. But Saliba is an interesting one because I I can't admit to saying that I, you know saying that I can't um, I can't lie and say that I've seen him play hardly at all apart from a few clips here and there. But as I said in the last episode, you know I just don't feel like Arsenal are the kind of club where they're going to spend. I was about to use another word there, £30 million um, on a very, very, very young, inexperienced centre-back unless there was clearly 
something they've identified there. And it's always, it's obviously a risk. It's always going to be a risk, but that's a lot of money. You know, it's a lot of money to go and, and, and in a position where, you know, you're, you're kind of the development from that age to being a top Premier League centre-back. There's, there's quite, there's still quite a lot of development to be done there. Um, yeah. Or to happen, sorry. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I just feel like that, you know, it's a big investment. Like you said, we haven't, we haven't got any money. We're gen- generally not the biggest spenders. Okay. Although in the last couple of years, the, the stats or the numbers prove differently. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm expecting big things from him. And if it doesn't work out, it may be, I don't know, maybe it's for other reasons. There's obviously reasons why he, he didn't, he didn't stay this season, even though he was meant to. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, but it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, I think, I, to- I would be completely agree. I would totally agree with you if that was Arteta's signing in terms of he said, let's go in, invest in this youth. He's part of my long-term plan. Obviously, he was signed before Arteta had come, hmm. which might the only thing be, which might be the only uh, sort of, yeah, issue there. Yeah, I feel like Arteta doesn't have the pressure to play him because it's not his really? signing. Yeah. Right? Um, so he can kind of treat him like any other centre-back at the club. Exactly agree with that. Yeah, I don't think he's Whereas, thinking about thirty million or youth and any of that stuff. No, no. Well, I wasn't looking at it from Arteta's perspective. I was saying, as in his talent. You know, his talent as a player. Okay, maybe because of his age, um, maybe he's not ready. Um, and there was obviously some other stuff going on with him when he came back from. Was it Centesian we signed him from, and he loaned mm-hmm. him back? Mm-hmm. So obviously, the, some, last time when he came back, obviously something happened. Something was going on. Whatever. Maybe is I don't know. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah, it wasn't so much about. Uh, Arteta feeling the pressure to play him. It was more as a talent, as a as a talented young player in Europe that Real Madrid apparently wanted as well or were interested in. Um, I just I feel like they're going to have they will give him a chance unless there's a there's some there's some unknown reason a non footballing reason. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Reason that no one knows about um, and it's just not going to work out for him. But otherwise, I just feel like at some point mm. he's going to come back to the club. And he will get given his chance, and I, yeah, I'm expecting some. I'm expecting a lot from him because, mm. yeah, I don't think we put down that kind of money for a, for a player of that age. Um, it's not something that we've generally done. Mm. True. Yeah, I, I agree. I think overall, I think our centre back situation isn't too bad. Like, yes, there are areas where we could improve certainly, but yeah. you'd have to spend thirty or forty million, which we don't have to improve on what we have. Mm. Um, but I'm just so glad we've moved past the era, days of like Mustafi and yeah. Socrates and Kolasinac. Yeah. I was just going to say, because out of those six players that we've got, like whoever's starting, we're not like, oh shit. Mm, exactly. So like yeah. only them six is like, yeah, fair enough. They're all, I don't think there's much difference between the quality of those. Maybe Gabriel slightly a bit better, but apart from that, they're all in that sort of same category of how good, how good they are. Like none of them are like world class and none of them are, shit either so they're all in that same category so whatever mix he does it's it's fine hmm. but yeah but i think my is saying if you're going to get okay. to the next level we'll need two players that are like yeah yeah i think i think that's apparent but yeah okay good stuff boys no really good chat um let's see what happens i guess it all depends on how things pan out for the rest of the season um will be very very interesting but Great stuff, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to everyone who has tuned in and we will catch you next time. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.